a second thing and then a third thing to round it off. Hello and welcome to an unscripted edition of Marvel vs. Marvel. It is usually a podcast where a comedian who has never read a Marvel comic book before in their life watches a Marvel movie or a TV show and then quizzes someone who is a veritable Marvel expert, someone who was taught to read with Marvel comics. That is normally the setup, normally... Big Willie P watches something cool and awesome, and then we go through the, the the movie, the TV show, and the history of the Marvel comics. We dig out all the trivia, and we explore the things. But not today! No! <laughs> uh, it is a ho-ho-ho, festive, uh, sort of end-of-year, unscripted, special episode. We've taken the format. Can you hear this? We've taken the format... We've ripped it up. He's actually, There's the script. I, I've, it's gone. He's, he's ripping up paper, people. Script out the window. Yeah. This, this is the unscripted edition. Uh, I'm Rob Holden, a comedian, a writer, and a Marvel expert, and I am joined as ever uh, with no format in front of him. It's a nervous Will Preston. I am nervous. Well, I just get, in general, I just feel like you are, are not comfortable unless you've got a format or a plan or a or an Excel chart to stick to. I, I, I'm one of those people. I'm not. I wouldn't call it nervous. I would call it, uh, you know, being planned. Be, be, <laughs> yeah. So, how does it feel to not have a plan? You know what? I'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, this is the. Uh, if you've not listened to an unscripted one before, this is what we do. It's free. We're going to talk about coming up on the show. That's what I normally do. Coming up on the show, we are going to be talking about the uh, the year of the Marvel TV shows. I think that's what we kind of landed as a, a thing to chat about. The uh, Phase Four seem to have had a lot more success and output on television than they have done in the cinemas. So we've got that to chat about as we've covered. Um, all of them as we've gone along dropping Hawkeye deeper dive in the last episode and we're going to look ahead to what was coming up in the year 2022 from mm. Marvel's TV division I'm going to be chatting to Will about some of the comic books that I'm reading at the moment the Marvel ones why they're cool why they're funky we've also got some uh, letters to uh, from you wonderful wonderful people our wonderful wonderful subscribers that have kept us going and you guys that keep getting in touch um so stick with us and we'll be bringing you some unformatted unscripted chat now if when this airs it will be after the 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 christmas festival um and that's why we're doing but we're, we're recording this folks to peer behind the curtain uh a full week before christmas day so we can't i mean the thing we have to we have to talk about christmas but it's very difficult because we have not experienced it yet will you can't reflect on your christmas but you can predict it uh pretend you know how your christmas went um well safe how do you think it was <laughs> yeah safe. It, went safe. it was it yeah. was it was safe uh yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, Do you what, think you enjoyed your Christmas dinner? I, I, I know I enjoyed my Christmas dinner. It was a great time with mum. Had a look at the new car I'm buying. I'm buying my first car. That's and you're going to have that on Christmas Day? Yeah, going to put that under the tree. Going to park that under the tree. <laughs> run over the television with the car. And then somehow get it through the garden. Through the fence. Are you actually going to have a car, your, your new car, sorted for Christmas Day? No, 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 not till not till the second, oh, not till okay. the twenty first of January. <laughs> but oh, okay, but I'm, okay. I'm looking at it and going, aha, it has wheels. <laughs> How many? 
four. Up Need to five. You've got to steer. Come on. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. Lays the trap. Lays the and trap and goes, hey. Watches Will P step into it and springs the trap. A five-wheeled car. A five-wheeled <laughs> car. It's like, oh, never mind. It's like when people say, oh, it's got five doors. And it's like, no, it's just four doors and a hatchback. Why? <laughs> That's not a door. That's a boot. Uh, how how early do you think you are going to get up on Christmas? You're an early riser on Christmas Day. Uh, I'll have to be. I think I, I am drink. I am. I, I will be drinking because I'm cheeky so you, on Christmas. You've got to get up early to drink. Yeah, I can get up early to drink, but I'll, I'll probably be like waking up with a hangover and it kicks me out of bed. That's how hangover. Oh, you, you're going to drink on Christmas? You wait. You think you were drunk on Christmas Eve? <laughs> uh yeah, that's the plan. I think because I'm going on the 23rd, 27th. And I'm just going to, my mum's going to get ply me with booze. Well, I say ply, she asked if I wanted to drink, and I went, yeah, give me booze. And fascinating, fascinating insight into Wilpie's fa- uh, imaginary Christmas that has yet to happen, but will it happen by the time that you, that you hear this? But um, hey, hey, they've all been like that. I can't imagine anything out of the ordinary happening, uh, catching me off guard, except for maybe a fallout. This is, this is such a dangerous, that's such a dangerous thing to say. They can't imagine anything untoward going down at the end of 2021. He's like, oh, there's, there, there, there's no way that any of that can happen. God. Uh, Reminds me, uh, reminds me of one. Wait, 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 reminds you of what? Oh, I, uh, one Christmas about 10, uh, actually 10 years ago, my granddad had a stroke on Christmas Day, just oh, before Jesus. we were about to go around and visit. Oh, Because uh, my granddad hates Christmas. He's, he's not a fan of Christmas. Well, so he willed a stroke onto himself. Is that what you're trying to say? I think my mum made a joke about it. My, <laughs> he my, my hates mom... Christmas so much. He's like, he's, he just scrunched up his face and went, let's ruin it for everyone. It's, he just, it, it, my mum was like, oh, he, he, anything to ruin Christmas. But yeah, I, 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 I can imagine him willing it. He's very stubborn. He was very stubborn. Well, a uh, bit of a. <laughs> A Paul to cast on the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> uh, we hope you all had wonderful uh, Christmases. Uh, write in and tell us how they went. Will, have you got a mailbag for us? I've got a couple of messages. A couple yeah, in, in so our mailbag. Yes. Yeah, that's a digital <laughs> mailbag for you. What you? What? What do you? <laughs> what do you want from me? What do you want from me? It's sometimes you completely interrupt the flow of natural conversation by correcting something. Say, no, I haven't had a mail, but I have had a message, electronic mail. Like, what? 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 Why have you stopped what we're doing to correct me about the form of the... Okay, cool, great. You've known me for some time. I feel... Digital, yeah, but sometimes, man, they just catch me unaware still. Fine. What precisely digital messages have been sent to us? You know what? No, I'm not going to read them now. And then, oh, no, please, Will. Please, we want to hear from, not the mailbag, we want to hear from the letters on your screen. The letters on my screen, because that's how I operate now. I'm, it's 21st century, baby. Uh, Cody has messages saying, been re- he'd been enjoying the episodes, guys. Excited for this December line. Cody, 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 Cody! Oh. Oh. Yep. Sorry. What does he say? That's all right. By all means, ruin the flow of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> with a beautiful, with a national anthem. With the, the, oh God, 
I, th- I think the Kaiser Chiefs are anything but a national anthem. Uh, a national that- anthem for football fans. Uh, he's been pretty a- much is a national anthem. Yeah, uh, he's been a character that has been. Uh, sorry, Doctor Strange was fun. He's been a character that has grown more interesting to me since he seems like he will be pretty involved in the future of the movies. Also, very excited about the deeper dive of Hawkeye. Been loving the series and got to read the full Fraction and Aya run, and it was awesome. I remember Rob mentioning this run back on the Avengers episode, I believe, and finally got to it. Loved the writing and the art. Missed Aya's art and the Kate-centric issues, but I still loved it all. P.S. The new Guardians of the Galaxy game that just came out is great. Very fun. Not related to the MCU, but definitely recommended it. I, I've, I've heard some good things about that game. I'm tempted to get it because the previous game, <clears throat> Marvel game by the same people, Square Enix, was uh, The Avengers, and it was universally panned. Yeah, I've heard a mixed bag about this Guardians one. Yeah, I, I've heard it's... I, I think the most balanced thing I heard was it's good, but not great. I, I'll probably, I've, I've wish-listed it. I'll probably give it a go. But I think Square I, Enix haven't done a good, a decent game in a fair few years, sadly. Apart from maybe the Hitman games, but yeah, I I got the Avengers game. I think I started playing it on. But here's my what tends to happen with me: I get a game for Christmas, I play it on Boxing Day for a bit, and then that's probably it for the year. <laughs> and sometimes I get a game for my birthday, and I might find time to play it the day after my birthday. Or I, I like a nice empty house when I'm gaming. I just like to be left on my own to kind of like blast through something. But then I it just I mean I'm I don't know I don't know what it is about me in games. So it's like music. Sometimes I'll I'll be in a massive music flow for months and months and months, and then I'll just stop and I won't listen to anything. I'll be listening to nothing but podcasts for like a year. See, it's I very tra- weird. I'm very bad with games at the moment because I've got. But do you remember back in the day when you just had the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis or the Nintendo, <laughs> and you had like five games if you were lucky. Yeah. And now I have several hundred on my PC through Steam, and there are quite a few I haven't finished, and I've had to really push myself to finish some that I wasn't so keen on. But you know, after playing for a while, oh, they're actually quite good. And I treat them like box sets now. I don't want to play the same games that I've completed already. I want to try and complete the one. And I'm thinking like. This feels like some kind of weird chore, like a to-do list, rather than me going out my way to have fun. Uh, as ever, humanity ruins the things that they enjoy. Uh, By making too we, much of it. <laughs> we took a thing we liked and we destroyed it. It's like having a hobby now in the modern era. You, you, you have to try and monetize it and turn it into like something you can get money from, and yeah. thus you kill your enjoyment of it. Uh, I just want to whittle sticks while you've got to set up an Etsy store and sell them <laughs> whittled sticks and uh, have you considered creating uh, an NFT <laughs> to monetize those whittled sticks? That reminds, um, that reminds me of a, uh, my, my, my first girlfriend years back. She um, she's a credible p- p- piano player. Incredible. At one time, she just came around to my mum's and like, started playing this piece of music. And, I, and it was just incredible, like, 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 like an orchestral piece played on, mute, played on the piano. And she says, oh, that's something I, I wrote, like, like without needing note or anything. And I said, oh, why don't you wow. put that on SoundCloud or something? Or, you know, do and she went, no, it's just for me. That's, that's, that's hobby right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is hard, though, because I think, I think there are an awful lot of us that um, get our dopamine hit in, in, in particular ways. Mm. Like when you create something, 
you do need to get a little a little hit from showing it to the world. Yeah. Um, yep, but some people get that dopamine hit from, oh, I have managed to achieve this. Um, and I will tell no one of my achievement. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. Those people are spies. <laughs> They're all spies. That woman, that so-called alleged girlfriend of yours, how do you know she wasn't leading a sec? She can keep a composed piece of music a secret. How do you know she's not leading a double life? Sneaky, suspicious. She's a wrong one, if you ask me. Have you heard from her recently? Yeah, we're still in contact. We, 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 yeah, we're still, we're still right. Good. She's in Russia. She's in Russia. Anyway, we've got another uh, <laughs> message in the digital mail. It's unscripted, folks. There's no script. There's, there's no. There's no sense of decency either. Uh, <laughs> we got one from Zach Thomas, who says, "Looking at your schedule and your Doctor Strange episode drops the day before my twenty-first birthday. Doctor Strange is one of my favorite MCU movies. I think it's what really got me into the whole MCU in the first place. It's going to be a perfect birthday gift, boys. I'm so excited. And the sixteen oh two episode is now easily." One of my top three favourite ones you guys have done so far. Brilliant. You loved that. You loved that bonus one, didn't you? Yeah, I have to admit, like, I do I do enjoy all our bonus episodes, but just like my children, you know, are, are, they're, they're not all my favourites. <laughs> uh, like, there was somewhere I'm actually, I think a, very, a ha- small handful, where I'm waiting for you to tell me what happens next. Others, I'm like, ah, this sounds like a jolly jaunt let's just see what happens you know Ooh, this one i was like what, i want to know what happens next what what are the what are the handful then oh come on you, you, you know it's it's a uh, superior spider-man was one age of apocalypse oh, yeah. i don't know if house of m was might have been you know the main ones but 1602 yeah that yeah big one for me superior spider-man is really interesting because there is a there is some great progression to it that we could we, we could focus on at some point um age of apocalypse there definitely is there's a return uh to that kind of world um 1602 there is a follow-up but it's not written by neil gaiman yeah Uh, so um and we, I mean, onslaught. There's a there's a follow up to onslaught as well. The onslaught event, which uh, I, I okay, as much as I liked onslaught, there was a bit of a <laughs> bit of a like I don't know disappointment at, at one pit through, but I won't spoil it. There's one bit was like, eh. but it it leads to the complete uh, reboot of the Avengers, Hulk, Iron Man, Cap. Um, all those characters, Fantastic Four, in a brand new universe. Mm. And that is something that we should pay attention to. Um, it's a it's a landmark moment in the 90s for better or for worse. So that is something that we should take a look at, definitely. Um, and who was that, who's that letter from? That, that was Zach. That was Zach Thomas. Zach, Zach Thomas. A big mega shout out to Zach Thomas. Um, of course, one of our major, major, big-time supporters, along with Peter J and Mikey W. Uh, those are the names that ring out. Those are the guys that give us the the toppest of the dollars on Patreon and uh, keep all the lights switched on around these places. Big love to Zach Thomas. Any more in the mailbag? No, no, no more in the mailbag. Sorry, that's it for the mailbag. That's it for the mailbag. That's what I was. That's what you, 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 you were asking me to go. That's it for the mailbag. But I was just yeah, sort of going. Yeah. Ah, he's 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 smart. He's he's on it. He's, he's on he's, this. He's on it. I I I I'm, I have to. I, I was talking to you 
I, I am not 100% today. So, in the spirit of an untitled episode, you know, I am not 100%. <laughs> Before we look ahead to the new year, which is uh, hurtling towards us as this episode airs, it's probably only appropriate that we take a look back at uh, 2021. Oh, yes. That was our first full year, Will. It was indeed a full year. I mean, we started in April 2020, didn't we? Or... Yeah, we started in April 2020. Um, so by the time we reached our kind of like end of year show, we hadn't been going for a full, not quite a full year. This is the first time we've done a full 12 months um, all year round. I think we've, I mean, we've grown so much this year. Mm. I mean, shout out to everyone that listens. Like, uh, and to everyone that that, that that follows and subscribes and it's a like button and emails and messages and all that kind of stuff. Um, consider where, we, where we've where we been this year compared to where we were at the end of last year. I mean, the growth, we, we, we shared a couple of, we don't give numbers away, but the, we, we shared a couple of messages saying the growth that we've experienced in 2021 has been massive, absolutely massive. And right from the start as well. Like we started with... Um, a look at the X Men animated series. Yes, and right away we were boom doing more numbers than we than we'd seen before, and then it just kind of built from there, and and really been massively helped by Phase Four TV stuff, which has really sparked tons of interest in Marvel, um, just just on in podcasts and out there in the world in general, and let us you know just realizing we could take a look at those shows by doing these deeper dives by not actually like taking a whole episode and like you know pulling apart a whole episode but by going okay let's look at all these individual characters and some of these little things that are in it um one division was huge for us wasn't it, it was, oh incredibly huge um i mean it's huge for everyone it was it was huge for disney it was it led to you know millions and millions of new subscribers and stuff uh but it was yeah, it was really great for for our little podcast, and that's been the the, the story of the year. Um, the story of twenty twenty one with Marvel is the story of Phase Four TV output. Yes, yes, um, and and that's actually been our biggest successes as well. Have been have been getting to to cover those to cover those things because of course we didn't get an MCU movie. When when was the first MCU movie this year? Was it was it Eternals? No, Shang Chi. Right, okay, yeah, what, what but it was still towards the end what, of the year, wasn't it? What about Black Widow? Oh, God, I completely forgot about Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. As did everyone else. <laughs> oh, um, as, as they what was it, my favourite comment, it's just a big shrug of a movie. Yeah, I, I you know, I liked, I liked lots of it. I liked lots of it, and we so, don't want to get into doing... We do too much of a review. We give away loads of spoilers, and people might not... I, I, I definitely like, haven't seen it yet. Some of it enjoyed, some of it I was like, eh. It didn't, it didn't feel in step with what Marvel was before. It felt like this was something they, they wanted to do before, like in Phase 2 or Phase 3, but didn't really, they couldn't really figure it out. Yeah, it just seemed odd to have it. But anyway, it's yeah. we've seen how it's become integral to other parts of the universe. Well, let's just take a look. I mean, Phase 4 in television, WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, and, and Hawkeye... Um, Let's just kind of like uh, chat. I'll give our thoughts then on 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 each of these things that made up like tent poles of our of our content this year and of our output. You know, our programming is kind of generally built around the MCU movies we can do, and then this, the, you know, these these are four new big tent poles that 
that were inserted who were misses into us. Yeah. Um, one division, like reflections on one division. I now this is the thing. This was the first MCU show, and I'm still at odds with people, and and and, and, and very few people share the same opinion about it as I have, which is. I did not like the first three episodes that much. I thought they lent fast. I've said it before, and I'm. I might rewatch it. I might rewatch it just to you know see if I still feel the same yeah. way. But I really remember feeling like when you know to to paraphrase this, you know to quote the Simpsons like when are they gonna get to the fireworks factory? You know, I was. I just felt like I get it. They're they're doing the whole oh we're inside a TV show, but we're not uh sort of thing. And it was like I get it. Could you? Do something else with it. You're doing you're being too much inside of a TV show, and then see it, for me. Yeah. For me, it was never as exciting as when there was this huge mystery in the first two, maybe three episodes. Those were the the most exciting, the most electric, the most unique. It was to have that ongoing mystery and mm. to have that. It was just. It was just real. It was so different. It was really cool. I appreciate they tried something different, but maybe it's because I'm a massive Twin Peaks fan. So watching this felt like at the beginning, it felt like this just feels like you know the the nice sheen of early Twin Peaks. You know, like hey, it feels like a soap opera, and, and but something's not right under the surface. And I just felt like I, I I'm I'm not getting I'm not getting out of it what everyone else is getting out of it, and I can't you know it's just. What they're getting at me saying, oh my god, the mystery, like you said. Like for me, I'm like, yeah, it's not that much mystery. They're, they're, something's not right. No, that's that's not fair. That's not fair. So it's fine not to enjoy it. It's not fair to say there wasn't much of a mystery. They're inside a TV. They're they're inside a TV show. and They don't know why. And I mean, that's the only mystery. That's that's it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of well. Over the whole it. no. The whole universe had changed. People didn't have their memories, and they did. Then when people watching were from outside, then there's a helicopter. There, there was okay. tons of when, stuff when, in it. When there it was tons. When it starts getting to the point where you see what's happening outside, and then there's like which oh. is in which is which is which you know one of the first three episodes ends with um you seeing someone watching from outside. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that 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 bit that bit that bit immediately piqued my interest, but when they start actually getting it and sort of unpacking it, I'm like, "Ah, here we go." And then you find out it's a much deeper it, thing. Don't get me wrong, it's certainly the pace picked up mm. and lots more stuff happened and that was um exhilarating in a different way, but it I certainly felt that once it became a regular show again, it lost some of its I, I'm not saying it should have kept being something else, but yeah. it definitely lost some of its magic on what made it special. It lost some of its nuance for sure, but I was just like, "Great, fantastic! It's an MCU thing again." Yeah, <laughs> it felt if, okay. As much as it was quite an interesting sort of layered way they did it, and you have the little nods that I didn't really get because I'm not a big, obviously not a massive Marvel <clears throat> Comics fan, but people were clocking onto things that I wasn't, so I wasn't getting the full enjoyment and uh, anticipation out of it. But as as soon as it started to become a regular MCU show, because this is the first MCU show and everything's riding on it for me, as soon as it started to feel like an MCU movie in TV show form, I was like, okay, I'm all ears now. I, yeah. I, I, I'm totally with this now. Because I was expecting these to feel like toned down, low budget version of things. Like, okay, Dare, the Daredevil TV shows and stuff on Netflix, they were good, but they never felt, they never had that same gravitas as a film. They definitely felt like, like TV shows, while these felt, feel like films in TV show form, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
I um I think you're I don't think I don't think I would use the word gravitas. I don't I, I don't know it, why I chucked that in there to be fair. It, it it lack it doesn't have the widescreen it clearly isn't a widescreen you know boom summer blockbuster kind yeah. of thing. Um it clearly doesn't doesn't have that going for it the Netflix stuff. Um whereas this does have some of that certainly Falcon and Winter Soldier. Hey, I tell you mm. what didn't happen that I would have put money on happening <laughs> um when 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 watching WandaVision. Yeah. I thought the uh character Jimmy Woo yes. was going to feature in every single series. I thought I don't know why this came I just thought that is going to be our thread. Yeah. He is going to be somehow it following up involved on all these weird things happening in all these TV shows this year. Um, and I, I, I was so confident about that at the start of the, after one division, I was going to put money on it. Oh, great. Jimmy Wu is going to be like the TV version of Nick Fury. I was going to say and he's TV gonna version be of agent Coulson. That would have been following, much, yeah. following all these little, these little threads and these little bits throughout the, 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 the wider world. Um, I remember a few people said, were, were saying, "Hey, Jimmy Woo should have his own show." <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, he, he was very popular. That, that little team of them. Yeah, um, I, 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 well. we, didn't he pop up in another thing? Didn't he appear in another film or another? TV? He first appears in Ant Man, doesn't he? Ah, yes, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. Second show that we uh, took a look at and was aired this year was Falcon and Winter Soldier. The and Falcon immediately, and the Winter Soldier. Immediately, people were like, uh, uh, "It's not like One Division. Uh, why isn't it like that thing I just watched?" Um, and I, it be- until Hawk and Hawkeye's not over yet, but until Hawkeye. Falcon Winter Soldier was my hands down favorite. I think yeah. of the of the series. I think um, I can't as pick much a as I enjoyed One Division. I really, really enjoyed what they did with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I I can't really pick a favorite at the moment, but I I have to say that the last few episodes of One Division hit me in the same way the films do when they do that that emotional punch just right that emotional <clears throat> yeah. tap yeah but with the the falcon and the winter soldier which i have to why say why do you keep doing that because we spoke about this title before it's rhythmically it's the worst the falcon and oh, right. the winter soldier and i can't speak it without sounding like matt berry uh, i okay l- okay okay i'm one of the people who didn't go it's not like one division i'm one of the people who went oh i thought it was going to be a buddy cop thing yeah they really they they lied to us in those trailers yeah they, <laughs> they really lied to us because again people were saying i think it was after um civil war people were saying oh we'd really love to see something with the falcon and the winter soldier together and lo and behold uh they really were teeing that up by by having them you know be an unlikely pair in in that film but yeah the falcon and winter soldier i like what they did they were carrying on with uh the captain america vibe with uh international espionage uh, and all, all stuff to yeah, do with Hydra, that. and it was good. It's I I I don't think it hit a lot the same way for me, but towards the end, it it really uh, earned a very very good spot. Uh, the my last heart. that last episode, oh. yeah, absolutely. A few people were like, "Oh, he's just yelling at those people to do better," and I'm like, <clears throat> "It's a bit more than that. He's holding them to account, you know. Like, you know, you could, you know, really laying into them." It's like it does feel like a cheesy like Superman thing of hey 
Mr. Oil Tycoon, man, be better with the environment. Well, no, it's, it's, it's the difference between being a blood-soaked action hero that doesn't really have any you know, moral centre. Look, look, Captain America is the moral centre of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a story about Sam Wilson proving he is that moral centre. Yes, there we go. Getting getting to where Steve Rod getting to the spot Steve Rogers occupied. Being Captain America is not about having the super soldier serum and carrying a shield. It's mm. not about that. And that's what that show was about. And I really felt they nailed it at the end and the costume. Oh yeah. absolute drool. What an incredible piece of work oh, that, that costume is. What I liked about it, because this is the thing that MCU TV shows have had to do, and of course Phase 4, they've had to pick up all the pieces after Endgame happened. And Endgame just felt like a logical end to everything. It felt like they built up to this thing, it's happened, we solved the problem, and now it, and that just felt like a massive end to me. And now, now they have to go immediately start the momentum up again. And so you had one division that did its own thing, that was fine. But this, it felt like it was picking up the remnants of a world without Captain America, which is literally what the show, that theme of the show was basically, where do we, do, where do we go now without Captain America? And I think it did it well. You had, the, you, had, you had the false Captain America, played by Kurt Russell's son. We, we, had, we had a guy who had the super soldier serum and a shield. But as, as it's telling us, that does not make you Captain America. I know. I I, I like. I like. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It, I, I, the bit, the bit that that I I, I love and always remember is that uh, synchronized taking over the helicopter, where he said, "On my go, grab the wheel of the helicopter," and he flies through the window and takes the pilot out. I yeah. Died. That last episode, the action sequences in that in that series are fantastic. They are, yeah. Right, the ones at the start, the fight scene in the middle, yeah. and the big action set piece at the end are brilliant. Really great action movie stuff. Really good widescreen stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I and it was also great to see the MCU Earth, the MCU wider world post. Hor- horrific event that took place that we kind of are trying to. Uh, I don't know why we're skirting around it in an episode where we're clearly just <laughs> mega spoilers. Something out happens shows. in Infinity Wars. You'll get to um, it if you. you know. <laughs> the yeah. it was it was great seeing that world and, and the wider effect it's had on all these different people. Yeah. It felt like we are. I mean, that's the great thing about Marvel comics and superhero comics in general, but DC do tend to uh, end things and then reboot and start again. Marvel just carries on. Um, yeah. And, and you have to carry on. And the stories have to just evolve and go in different places. And I like that because I'm, I'm too used to like being like, hey, we're going to. The, the most you can expect is a trilogy. A trilogy, yeah. that, that, and, and then at the end of it, if there's anything connected, be like, ah, it doesn't really connect. Ah, it's just whatever. But of course. In a in a Marvel universe that re- require relies on real people to exist and to work, mm. we have to get used to the fact that that these characters, these heroes, are going to stop. Uh, and you know, because it just naturally has to happen. Exactly. Um, which is a that's something that you don't get a lot of in the Marvel universe. Um, so it's an interesting. Uh, twisty turny things. Speaking of twisty turny things, yes, Loki. Um, yeah, this wasn't everyone's cup of tea, was it? Or was it? Was it? I, I think it was very popular. 
I don't know what's I, popular I, I, anymore. <laughs> well, of course, it's we will never know, will be, because Disney are never going to tell us. No, they're going to keep um, those numbers. Same like Netflix. I I feel uh, that there was a huge amount of chatter right at the end. Yeah. Um, is the build up to the reveal of who's behind everything? Um, it's an important. Was awful, it's an important. Fans were certainly into the female Loki um, as a thing, and people like Tom Hiddleston <laughs> for some reason because you can't trust people. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was very popular. Yeah, yeah. I I like your definition of it. It's a very expensive episode of Doctor Who. Is that what I said? Is that you said you said it's basically a high uh, episode of Doctor Who with high budget or something? You said that they 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 borrowed heavily from from the doctor from the modern Doctor Who series. Yeah, yeah, that, it that did, was quite evident. It did feel like that. I I I liked how it started off. Then it's, then you sort of had this. Oh, the reveal is oh it's that. Okay, well what's the next twist then? And the next twist comes pretty much right at the end, and then it's had yeah. big, big lasting effects for the rest of the MCU. It's really we, we, we we assume yeah it feels yeah. that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I guess that with one division, we 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 were looking. I mean, we are. It, it was like a micro event, right? It, it it's not something that seemingly had much to do with the outside wider world, particularly. What Loki? No, one division. One division. Okay, yeah. Although the the end. May possibly lead into other Doctor Strange stuff, I guess, but it it didn't feel like it felt very self-contained. Mm. It's the first. It's the like I've got a friend, um, friend of mine called Paul, who never watched any MCU stuff, and for some reason is actively bitter about it all. Um, he hates things being connected. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to watch a film. Why do I have to watch twelve others? You you don't have to. You can just watch that film. I've, well, I've mentioned about happened with my dad when I spoke to him once. He said, yeah. "Oh, I saw that Avengers Endgame. It's bloody rubbish. Didn't know what was happening." And I went, "Did you actually watch the films that lead up to that?" He went, "No." I'm like, Ugh. "Well, that's the one where you do need to have watched Infinity War." Yeah, you need to. The well, others, in general, you can just watch a movie. Yeah. Um, but WandaVision was the first any MCU thing that he watched, um, which is a, a bizarre way to lead your life. But there you go. Um, but it, again, it felt very self-contained. Falcon and Winter Soldier felt like we were. One division to me mm. felt like kind of the end of uh, the last phase. Like it was right. dealing with this with the kind of two really huge things left over from the last phase. Mm. It felt like it was closing. Closing the last open wound of Endgame is yes. what One Division felt like. Yes, Falcon and Winter Soldier felt like the first steps going forward in the world, mm. like in this in this new world, this world after this post Cap, post Avengers, post whatever world. It felt like the first steps of going going outside, um, and Loki, um felt like it was setting up the next big spiral of stuff. Mm. Um, it's a lot of setting up, I feel. In Loki? No, no, in, in the TV shows. It's a lot of... It's, it's a lot, it feels like a lot of uh, housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, got, it's good, but structurally, in terms of the major narrative, it's like, yeah, we're just going to tick some boxes and do some admin, 
get stuff going. Oh, I really, really, really don't feel that at all. Oh, come on. There's a bit of it there. There's a bit of it. Come on. No, I mean, I, I, like, it's an on, the whole thing is ongoing narrative. So it's always, everything it leads to everything else. But I, I think it's reductive to say that it's, it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's setting up, um, or it's admin. Like, I'm trying to find a funny, cheeky way of calling it. Because that's, <laughs> because you get to think of that kind of admin, like, oh, we got to set up the next villain or the next thing or the this thing we'll do it through the medium of we'll have televised to storytelling six very good episodes that people love oh how cynical how cynical <laughs> yeah like yeah hawkeye um has a bit of a feel like falcon winter soldier to me yes exactly like that because i i was wondering like how do you describe it it it, it has that same down-to-earth end of marvel you know, where, where, mm. where it's just that. But it's, at the same time, it doesn't feel very espionage Even though it's quite espionage in its way, it feels more like uh, Batman. Like, calm down, Batman. <laughs> if like, you're playing the MVM drinking game at home, uh, take a shot. Will, once again, you, you're very much like, this feels to me like Batman. <laughs> That's a big willism. <laughs> Do I say that? Oh, yeah, a lot. Well, you are aware of my Batman fandom. I'm aware of your frame of reference for the world, yes. Batman and Simpsons. Batman <laughs> Never. And yeah. once the twain Hey, did that guy doesn't have superpowers. Smells a lot like someone's ripping off Batman to me. <laughs> hey, I think... Bat- Drives a car? Whoa! Someone call the lawyers... <laughs> Ripping off the Batmobile much. <laughs> I, I think Batman's a great prototype of a character. He's an archetypical character. He's a he's a he's a hodgepodge of borrowed and nicked things welded into one guy. Come on. I, we, I, I can't wait for us to do the Batman uh, DC edition. Yes, please. Um, I would like that. I, I don't I don't care. I don't care if we have to or but how does it go into the how how does it fare with Marvel? No, it does it, does, it makes no it makes perfect sense. He's one of the golden age characters that, yeah, we need to, that kind of created the superhero boom. I think I think we, we, we do have to explore out a little bit outside of Marvel. Although I don't know how I'd argue any Alan Moore. <laughs> this is like this is like someone who works for the news, the six o'clock news, being like, uh, guys, guys, listen, listen, I know we call the six o'clock news and our mandate is to only look at the news, but I'd really like if we could cover cooking. <laughs> like, it'd be great if we could do like a cookery segment on the six o'clock news. I hear what you're saying. I, I, the title of the show is six o'clock news and our mandate is to look at the news. But what if instead of that, I made some spaghetti and you all watched? Look, we called this an unscripted episode, and now you're telling me, mate, it's not scripted enough. Too unscripted. I'm I'm telling telling you, you need to come up with a better way to try and push me to do something that has got nothing to do with this podcast. If you want DC stuff, I'm going to have to have a reason. How does it lead on the... What's the Marvel journey involved? I'm going to have to make an elevator pitch, aren't I? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Um, God. or, Or we double our output and we do twice as many episodes a month, and we just do DC ones as well. And we never leave the house. <laughs> Not going to be leaving the house much next year anyway. Hey! Well, there's that. There's that. Yeah. I've really found Hawkeye to be just so good. Yeah. So good. I mean, episode three really kicks things up. Yeah. 
um, which seems to happen in all of these shows. All of these shows, episode three is the one where everything seems to kick in mm. um, and you start to get a lot more out of it. Um, but Hawkeye has been so much fun from beginning to end. Um, Kate Bishop, a great addition to the MCU. And I'm managing to... Like, if this was... 100% Jeremy Renner, I probably could not, I would not no. have lasted this long. No, no, no. But it no, seems no. to be a nice 50 50 split, and I'm very happy with that. Kate, Kate, Kate Bishop's, uh, you know, Hayley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop is just fantastic to watch. And I love the way that people, other characters are slowly being woven in. Uh, who? So we don't like Tom Hiddleston. Nope. <laughs> we don't like Jeremy Renner. Nope. And we, we are very ambivalent towards Benedict Cumberbatch. What about Chris Pratt? He's a bit. He's. Um, he, I think he's very good at what he does in the MCU. I think he's so very. Yes, that's fair. Any... Enough. I, I thought you meant as people. No, 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 as actors. As actors. As actors, they are oh, all. Well, well, Chris Pratt plays the same role in everything he's in, which is fine. Sure, but he's very good at it, and this, and, and that's yeah, all you need him that, for. That's all you need him for. Uh, but at the same time, it's like Tom Hiddleston. We we don't like him, but he's really good at playing Loki because what was it? He's he is he is Loki. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was it you said? He's Loki is someone. He's a charmless man who is thoroughly convinced he's the most charming man in the world. And it's like, who are we talking about here? Loki or David? Tom Hiddleston? It's same thing. Same yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. That, then, then that's he thinks he's he thinks he's a very special boy. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> Renner. There's something I don't like about him. I mean, him plays Clint Barn. It just feels like Jeremy Renner with with a bow and arrow. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about that guy well uh, apparently he, are, is, he is a bit of a piece of rubbish yeah there are some dodgy stories aren't there yeah. as well i forgot about that nothing nothing incredible just just stuff like oh he sounds not nice yeah yeah but in, in enjoyable <laughs> but it's enjoyable to like how how much how much morality are we willing to sacrifice to enjoy a marvel show uh, <laughs> that's another question for another time sounds like the in, like, so it just sounds like an industry thing like hey you can't break make an omelet that breaking eggs uh of course the one we forgot we haven't mentioned is what if uh what which if? I, I don't really i don't really know i don't really think it particularly counts as part of like phase four it, because of how it works uh, but you've really enjoyed it that's that's Rob's way of saying I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I no 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 I've not I've only watched one episode. Ah uh, right <clears throat> and okay. It doesn't it did not do for no I've watched two episodes and it did not do for me what it did for everybody else. It's it's very very much like an isolated thing, but obviously I won't spoil anything. But the way they tie everything together in the last episode was quite good. Uh, they they did. There were some very interesting what ifs and some. Okay, there was there, you had two types of what ifs. Ones that were basically, hey, what if X was X but played by Y instead of Z or whatever. You know, like let's change the character in a, in an existing film and see what would happen. And the other ones were like, let's change something that happens that you know that's almost detrimental to the character or gives put something interesting in or something that changes in the universe. Like there's a zombies episode, and that's. And that's itself. You like, like you think, oh great, zombies. We've <clears throat> not had that in five seconds. And then it actually, it actually progresses quite well. Marvel Zombies is a hugely, hugely popular series for Marvel. Mm. Um, the, the Dead Zombies line has been running for I, I think a decade now. 
Um, they keep making new Marvel Zombies comics. It's hugely popular in action figures and toys, and it's just it's it's a massive it's a massive arm of their of their <laughs> output. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I remember yeah. seeing the cover for Marvel Zombies. Like someone posted it on a forum, and I was like, "What? They've done everything now!" Like you see, like Captain America and Wolverine and stuff with a gaping jaw and no nose. You know that kind it's, of um, typical zombie thing. Mark Miller uh, came up with the idea. Did he? Uh, literally, literally, like over a decade ago. I remember Brian Michael Bendis describing it as like, and like uh, every mad, insane thing Mark Miller screams at three o'clock in the morning whilst drunk, it became a huge financial success. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I think he pitched it the same meeting that he pitched or took over the Civil War pitch. It was a long, yeah. long time ago. Um, 15 odd years, maybe. Bloody hell. Um, and they pulled a very nice bait and switch where Mark Miller was then writing, I think it was Mark Miller, was then writing Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm. We talked about the Ultimate Universe, Separate Universe. The two universes had never, ever met, the Ultimate Universe and the regular 616 universe. Mm. And then in one issue of Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimate Reed Richards there's this dimensional barrier and he discovers on the other side of it what's been brought to, brought through from the other world is an older version of himself that looks like our Reed Richards with the grey in the hair uh-huh. and they tease for like two issues that it's going to be the <clears throat> everything that ultimate that the, the, this other version of Reed Richards talks about sounds like our 616 regular Marvel Universe and so you're like oh they're finally going to do it they're finally going to have a crossover between the Ultimate Universe and the regular one and then at the last second you realise that this is actually zombie Reed Richards from the zombie universe no yeah the whole zombie Fantastic Four come through to attack there it was a very nice bait and switch if I do say so myself that is quite a good bait and switch yeah Um, yeah Uh, Marvel Zombies what if yeah, I, I, of course, we're planning to. Uh, we're going to be covering what if in our live podcast coming to you um, on Sunday, the sixth of February, twenty twenty two, as part of the Leicester Comedy Festival. We're going to be doing a live episode covering a, a what if show. We're going to look at the one where what if the Avengers never happened, mm. and we're going to for a couple of hours live on stage. We're going to do all sorts of our regular business. Um, pull it apart. Uh, you can get tickets to the live show by heading to our Twitter uh, at Marvel Versus. It is the pinned tweet. You hit that link. You go through. You can get your tickets. Just five pounds to come and see us. So if you're in the UK, um, Leicester is where we're going to be at. It's very easy to get to. The Attenborough Arts Centre is a really cool venue. Uh, come along and see us. Don't miss out. <laughs> Will, you're not allowed to read any Marvel comics. You never have read one, and you never can read one until this podcast is is dead and buried and over. That's why I'm trying my best to sound unprofessional <laughs> to, as possible. To kill the podcast. I will, I will do whatever I can to kill the podcast, whether it's interrupting conversations, going on massive tangents, or just talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, what what comics have you read this year? Any cool things that you have picked up from I, the other side of Marvel? Oh, that's a good that's a good question. I don't know. I don't, did I? Was it this year? I read. I remember reading some Alan Moore, like the Neo the Neo Neonomicon, which series, which was just crazy. Eesh. Yeah, yeah. It's like listen, it's, modern Alan Moore is 
not really worth it. Yeah, like I tried to read. I've been trying to read uh, this other one about the gods. Um, that female god. I can't remember the name though. Oh, Promethea. Promethea, and I'm just like, eh. Promethea was was kind of interesting, but I don't know. Yeah. It reminds me when I tried it's from to... his yeah. classic. Uh, he, 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 it's from a line called America's Best Comics, ABC Comics. Mm. Um, so that was a really exciting period of time. Alan Moore had fallen out with both Marvel and DC comics. Yeah. And it was like, I'm never going to work for Marvel or DC ever again because of the way I was treated in the past and blah, 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 blah. Mm. So he then uh, set up this working relationship with Jim Lee's studio called Wildstorm, which was a an imprint, like a subdivision of Image Comics where, where Jim Lee was the founder, one of the founders of Image Comics, and he had his own subdivision called Wildstorm Comics. And Alan Moore had this brilliant idea for a range of comics that were it's basically what modern action adventure comics would be like if superheroes hadn't dominated the the, the format ah so, so yeah. it, it's like it's like what if all the the pulp so there are pulp characters and there are so there's like um a doc a doc savage man of bronze mm. style character called Tom Strong and <laughs> it's like what would a modern comic book based on that kind of pulp hero look like mm. there's one called the cobweb who is a modern who's like a, a the shadow yeah so if superheroes hadn't come along and dominated the format and the genre what would action adventure comics from all these different things look like um there's a lot of steampunk involved in it top 10 is really cool mm. it's kind of like a steampunk sci-fi police force um incredible there's there's loads of of really really fun stuff in there and Promethea was one of those it was kind of a I get I I I I never vibed with it when it came out particularly I didn't think it quite hit anything I was interested in um but I know it's some interesting and the artwork was really good well we don't we don't agree on League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Century I know that well League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was I believe was part of it I no believe way. that was part of ABC Comics. Yeah. Okay. And it so was that, one yeah. of the one of the ABC Comics things. It was like, oh, this one of it. Yeah, I thought Century was trash. Um I, I thought liked parts it. of the Black Dossier were pretty bad as well. The Black but... Dossier just just felt like a miscellaneous list of ideas linking yeah. up and and it, it, it they get to a point where it's just like, "Hey, let's stop putting characters together from different literary uh things in in the night late 19th century and just Get really cosmic with it and weird, and it's like, yeah, it's not for me. But some of it I enjoyed. Well, the Black Dossier did a lot more world building, yeah. and the idea is that it would be basically every British book happened. Yeah. So, nineteen eighty four as a as a happened in that version of Britain. Yeah, but the the the, um, the, the, the uh, Big Brother government got overthrown. And in, somehow in the, that's something in the sixties and stuff, and yeah, it's interesting. But also, like I remember when they get around to the century, you had nineteen ten, no, you had nineteen oh nine, nineteen sixty nine, or and then t- two thousand and nine. So different points. Mm. And then you uh, like when you had like the nineteen oh nine, it's like oh yeah, it feels very similar to what you know this and whatever. But you get to nineteen sixty nine, then you get references to the Rolling Stones and Thunderbirds. Then two thousand and nine, you have. Him from the thick of it, uh, Peter Capaldi's character from the thick of it, actually on television, 
And there is also, uh, like, one of the things, what is it? Uh, a poster for Who Dat Ninja, Tracy Jordan from 30 Rock. I, you, you get that kind of reference in it. And I'm like, I'm there going, I get it. This is how it would be. But I'm just like, this is getting really ridiculous now. Some of that stuff is the artist and not necessarily Alan. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I just I it loses its zest when it can't use the actual characters. So when you have to have uh, a Harry Potter character they can't name, I thought that was stupid. When it you when you odd. have Mary Poppins essentially being God, <laughs> I just thought it was just weak. Um, take, weak source, brother. I did read something very interesting. It was a Japanese horror manga this year. Mm. I just remembered it called uh, Uzumaki, otherwise known as Spiral. And man, Japanese horror is a is like jazz. It's a different universe. Different universe. It's crazy. It's, it's sometimes funny, very surreal, and just it sometimes just repulsively disgusting. <laughs> like jazz. Like jazz. <laughs> hey, there we go. There's the there's the logic. It's it's just like this cursed town in Japan where there's this curse of the spirals happening and weird stuff starts happening like a guy's obsessed with spirals and eventually his eyes start facing different directions and he, he they find him dead inside a container and his whole body's in a spiral shape. Oof. It's ve- it, And that's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> uh, speaking of horror, I... Uh, for Christmas last year, I got you a copy of Help the, the first um of Garth Ennis's Hellblazer run, Dangerous Habits, and I did finish it. I know, thank you again for that, mate. Thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. There's this whole thing where, uh, that that because I've read the odd Hellblazer in the past. Uh, it reminds me that like sometimes like um, can't remember his name now, Sandman guy. Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. It reminds me of that kind of poetic, sort of existential inside look. You you hear a lot of his thoughts happening like, as he's dealing with things. And there's the, sometimes the villain isn't necessarily a supervillain, but something to do with abuse. Like there was that. Was it his dad was the butcher? No, the but the, the the abattoir owner and stuff like that. There was there was stuff to do with that in the past, and that that got really heavy. And him dealing with basically her cancer because he smokes all the time. And that's that's this great, like, because he's fighting demons all the time. He's like, oh, that's what was going to get me. Wasn't the demons? It was this horrible habit. It was forty a day, forty a day cigarettes. Yeah, oh, and it's just it takes someone in, who lives lives in a very fantastical end of things and puts something very real there. It's a it, it's a great yeah. It, it's um, and it's and it's on on Hellblazer is fantastic. Um, I like I, what I really enjoy is the the whole sequence where he goes to Ireland to see his old friend Brennan, yeah, and he goes to him for help. But it turns out Brennan's dying of cirrhosis of the liver because he's such a awful boozer as well. Mm. And they're both they're both effed over the years. And the devil comes to claim Brennan's soul. Yes, that, all of all of that, all of that stuff is just wonderful. The whole bit with the um, devil was genius. I just that is what forged my. I, I'd read. Uh, John Constantine crop up before in in some other stuff, but that is what forged my that run forged my um, real like lifelong from that point on love of John Constantine as a character and um, and the probably the most unique character in 
major comic books, you know, major Western comic books. I think he's just a. Uh, uh, ah, just so bloody, especially in that run by Ennis, he's so bloody English. There's so much. I've yeah. never read a comic book before where so much of it took place in the pub with <laughs> his with his mates who were all a bit, you know, a bunch of dickheads. And I just loved it. And I just, yeah, it was just fab. Like nothing, nothing looked or felt like that in the comic book world at all. And the pubs looked like, you know, older pubs. pubs. They, they looked yeah. like genuine pubs. Yeah, the pubs that I was, you know, I, I went to and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I generally felt like, oh, I know exactly what this place is. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame it's set in London, but there you go. Hey, nothing wrong. At with... least John's not really a Londoner. You can he's cling a, to is that. He, is he Scouser? He's Scouse. Yeah, he's a Scouse. No, yeah, nothing but... wrong with London. Although it was like Thatcher's Britain, East London, <laughs> some of it, and I'm like, oh, it's where I live now. Oh, so much of Hellblazer. If you go back to the original series, so yeah. like one of the very first things. Um, it's so much. So much of of the original Hellblazer is is driven by Th- Thatcher's Britain. Yeah. Um. It's uh, yeah, and I mean, I think the think that I think there's a line in that that sums up John Constantine as well in Dangerous Habits, where he's equally just as appalled and offended and pissed off at the people from heaven as he is mm. the people from hell. Um. And he he kind of like nails his flag to the to the mast with this thing of I just hate anyone that's above trying to tell us what to do. I yeah. just hate that. I, I just hate authority. Anyone in authority trying to lord it over people. Um, a really cool series, yeah. Um, if you get a chance, not Marvel at all. Um, I'm trying to think what I've been reading. Oh, I'm reading Spider-Man at the moment ongoing, and I'm not enjoying myself. Are you, are you only um, saying that because I can't read it? I'm reading Spider-Man. No. Like, oh, sorry. Well, I'm not enjoying it. Wink. No, no, no. I'm just not enjoying it. Um, ben Riley, the clone, is back. Peter Parker is in a coma. And ben Riley is now Spider-Man, is this- working for a multinational corporation. Is this new Spider-Man? This is the current monthly Spider-Man. Current yeah. mo- okay, sounds like they're not really building too much then. Oh no, they are. They're building to loads. There's loads going on. I just, I'm not enjoying it um, at all. Fair enough. <laughs> and I might, might have to cancel it. Um, but the new Black Panther series is pretty good. Um, John Ridley, uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, um, he's writing it. Oh, very um, nice. Uh, he's also, I mean, not just 12 Years a Slave, he's also the mind behind Undercover Brother, the most meh film you'll see. <laughs> yeah, that does sound... Uh, I've read a lot of Viz magazines. That's Am I done? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, how was the Viz, what were the Viz magazines like then? They're good. They're, I mean, Viz is Viz. Viz is this... It's never great, it's never terrible, it's just Viz, it's this constant... But I did get uh, a letter published in there. The other month, oh, which has been a dream for a while. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, I say it's a dream. I never really bothered until recently, and I was like, "Oh, I came with something," and then I managed to get yeah, it. it. Doesn't it doesn't sound like a dream? <laughs> it, it sounds like something to do that would make. But it put hey, it put a massive smile on my face. Well, there I, we go. It's just this little silly letter because the best bit in Viz is the letter section because they have so much mad stupid things, and I just went. I just picked up the cat while naked. I doubt that Tom Cruise would do that in the next Mission Impossible film. <laughs> and they published it. <laughs> they, they, How cool. For some reason, they put. I, I know a few other comedians who've had stuff published in there. 
Yeah, it's like, awesome. Yeah, it's like it's, you always look at that and go, "Yeah, you posted that on Facebook two weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's immortalized in Viz." Yeah. Well, to go back to the Black Panther series, mm. uh, John John Ridley writing it. Um, who you not only it's not his first kind of superhero stuff because he wrote for the Justice League cartoon for Warner Brothers, and he also wrote for Static Shock, which was a weirdly an original character but a DC character, but created originally for the animation series, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's really interesting. So it, it, John Ridley's showing us a Wakanda that has no longer got a ruling monarch. So uh, T'Challa is still the monarch, but uh, but Wakanda is now a parliament system. Oh, very um, nice. And the king acts as an advisor to the parliament but it's uh, a, a full democracy going on but meanwhile uh, he's still as T'Challa always is doing super super dodgy stuff and not telling anyone because <laughs> he's like yeah I'm still gonna like I'm not the ruler but also here's my network of spies that no one knows about around the world uh, lots of worldwide assassinations and, and undercover agents and, and espionage and conspiracies and cool Black Panther stuff. Um, Ridley's really got a good... I mean, I've only read one issue, but Ridley seems to have a very, very good grasp on the Marvel comic books version of T'Challa, which is kind of massively dodgy, but also he will do anything for what he perceives to be the greater good. Oh, dear. Uh, Destroy a whole other planet. Sounds like I'm going to press this button. Um, I'm also reading for the Distinguished Competition, uh, which is what we call DC, um, Human Target, the new series by Tom King. That's sublime. That's Human really Target. good. Human Target is an old, old, old character. Um, I, I feel like I want to say... It's a Kirby character, but I think I'm completely wrong on that. But it's an old, old, old character, DC character of um, a, a, an adventurer who is a master of disguise. Mm. So if you're a member of the public and if you're a, like a prominent figure and you fear your life through assassination or, uh, or intimidation, you hire the human target and he becomes you <laughs> and lives your life. And the he'll draw out the assassin, then he'll stop them. But it's it's very much like a um in a, it was kind of created I think in the 60s, 70s, and it has the characters always had a feel to me of like the classic uh, champions, Avengers mm. kind of feel to it, um, the saint, the prisoner, that kind of feel. Um, and 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 modern writers, well, the original writers, but he gets lost in his roles. He's so good at becoming yeah. you that he starts to think like you, and he he can't. He's, there's always lots of great questions of identity in it. Tom King's writing a new series. Tom King, who is, is like critically acclaimed stuff on Vision and um, Mister Miracle, I highly recommend checking out them. He also wrote Batman for a very long time as well. Nice. This is like a hard boiled detective but in the DC universe. Mm. So it is detective comics, comics, isn't it? That's what it's called. Uh, uh, DC, uh, well, allegedly. Allegedly. It's like KFC. KFC no longer stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's just KFC. I think they changed their... I don't think they've they've been called detective comics for many, many years, unfortunately. Why did they stop calling it Kentucky Fried Chicken? Um, Well, the, the myth is that 
it's because the 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 food they serve is no longer classified as chicken. Oh, um, but that's a myth. It's it's because Kentucky sounds way too regional. Yeah. So they just got Kentucky out of there and became KFC. Then they could be a global brand. Um, and WWE no longer stands for World Wrestling Entertainment. It it's just WWE, just three letters, no meaning behind it. Amazing. Which, uh, so yeah, Human Target is really cool. He um in the very first issue he is. He is poisoned and only has a few days left to live, and he's definitely dying, and nothing can solve can can stop it. So he's got to solve his own murder, um, and that's taking place in the DC universe. And his chief suspects are a whole hodgepodge of superheroes from the Justice League. It's fun, really cool, and really kind of yeah, West Coast classic hard boiled uh, crime noir. Um, cool, cool stuff. Let us know what you're reading. Uh, drop us a line. We always want to hear whether it's Marvel or DC. Uh, Marvel versus Marvel at gmail.com. Let's look ahead to the next year of Marvel 2022 and what that's going to bring us in phase. I guess it's still phase four, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, there's some exciting TV stuff. You want to talk about the, mov- the movies, I guess? We'll talk about movies first then. So the TV stuff is going to be. Looking at this, I think it might be more exciting, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I, I've. I, you, you've got the list in front of your movies, but I have looked at the list, and there is some good stuff coming. There is some good stuff. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Uh, well, I've just seen uh, Spider Man today, and I can't say anything about it. But we all know Doctor Strange. I'm holding a gun to his head. Yeah. Just in case. But all I'm going to say is. No, 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 nobody. I'm sorry. You people always goddamn do this. And you all say, I'm not going to give any spoilers. And then a heartbeat later goes, all I'm going to say is, I don't want to hear anything. I'm just going to, I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. I'm looking forward to it. That's not a spoiler. That's. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. It definitely is a spoiler. Bloody God hell. damn you. I'm going to bleep it. I'm going to break into your home, get on your computer, teach myself how to use it, yeah, that's what I'm about teach to say. myself some, teach how us. to drive the software, and yeah. then it'll be February. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, the last kind of Doctor Strange thing we saw before, uh, Spider-Man was... Well, no, I don't know if it's Doctor Strange, but we, 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 we seem to see Wanda going in a certain direction at the end of WandaVision, mm. so that might be an interesting thing to take. And we've got Thor, Love and Thunder, which it's already been announced, hasn't it, that Jane Foster is going to pick up the hammer. That's been in all the pre-solicitations. They've gone very hard with, with letting us know that ahead of time. I'm, I don't know whether to be excited by Love and Thunder or, or not. I don't know. I don't know. Because like, th- the last Thor film was fun. But I don't know if I could do another Thor film. I'm not not feeling it with this one. Maybe I mean, I'll probably change my mind when I see the trailer. But nothing about it. What I've heard is like, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, and it kind of feels like Thor's done. Like yeah. that he's retired. But no, I like the idea of Thor, like in the Guardians of the Galaxy, just having adventures with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I, I no, it, Thor has always been the weakest of the series. Mm. Of, 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 I mean, of all of them, it's been the weak, the weakest franchise in there. Like those first two movies are not good. They are not. They're incredibly um, weak. And they, they, they had they made something very, very entertaining with Ragnarok. 
Mm. But they, they kind of seem to do that by completely changing Thor's character forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, they don't get me wrong, this guy's really entertaining, but I feel like maybe you should have started the movie with Thor gets a knock on the head and when he wakes up, he's funny now. <laughs> like, I don't know Marvel, what they should have done. Marvel but... films started being funny at some point. They just went, you know what? People like banter. Yeah, but the Iron Man has got that right from the start. It's just Thor was just kind of... He he wasn't doing much funny stuff at all for two movies, and do, then suddenly... Do you know why? Because he's hanging, Silly, silly Thor is here. Because he's hanging around with Tony Stark and the rest of them, and he's picking up banter tips. Maybe, maybe that's prop, it. Yeah, yeah, and he's suddenly like, hey... People in Asgard aren't good with banter, but people on Earth are pretty, you know, pretty, pretty banterific. And for some reason, I knew you were going to say banterific. It's the only it felt like the only of. word that could go there. Yeah, I don't uh, like using the word banter either, but that's just me. And then at the end of the year, mm. it's uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That's going to be very um, interesting to see, considering. Yeah. yeah. And some, um, I think there's some other, we've just discussed, we just discussed this, there might be another big change in the cast, but we're not, we haven't got like, we don't know. It might just be a rumour, so we don't want to kind of like chat about that too much. No. Um, Wakanda but, forever, what do you think is going to happen in this one? I guess it'll be, how does Wakanda carry on without Black Panther? Without, sorry, T'Challa. T'Challa. Who's who's going to rule and who will be the new Black Panther and all that sort of stuff. Well, what happened to him in the, oh, we can't discuss that, can we? No, but they didn't. They're going to have to explain they the can, actor's they, death. They like they haven't recast T'Challa, so they're going to have to explain what's happened to the actor. Yeah, that's by getting rid of the character, aren't they? they, they they'll, they'll, I reckon they'll have someone else take over. And, and you know, Black Panther was always the title, wasn't it? It was like, <clears throat> you know, yeah, it, it, it isn't T'Challa. It's, it, the film isn't T'Challa. The film is Black Panther. So yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see. But yeah, very tragic. Uh, what happened with I can't remember the actor's name. I'm so bad. Chadwick Chadwick Boseman. Chad Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. That's an incredibly posh sounding name. For me, I think I'm more excited about the TV output coming next year. Yes. Uh, in Phase Four, um, the, the slate is so excited. We've got Moon Knight. Um, I knew nothing with, about uh, Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac in the title role, the yep. titular role, Apocalypse himself. Uh, Poe himself, <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Um, do you, oh, do you know who else Oscar Isaac's slated to play? No. Solid Snake in the upcoming Metal Gear Solid film. Very exciting. I just want to... For... Sorry, sorry, tangent, video game tangent. Yeah. I don't care if it's awful. I want to see how they get the madness and conspiracy theory-laden nonsense of a Metal Gear Solid game into a film. I... Metal Gear Solid games are all about the overlong cutscenes where there's loads of twists and turns to do with like 20th century history. And... I have a connection to this to this movie, which I'll have to talk to you about off air because it's a writing job I can't talk about. Ah, <laughs> writing for someone that I can't talk about, but yeah. I will talk about this off air. Um, they just probably won't, mate. They just they just won't. It'll will just they? be a standard it's action a... film. With the yeah, occasional wink. Oh, that's a shame. Want... You've seen you've seen video game movies before, right? I've seen they suck. most of them. <laughs> I'm waiting oh, to they see. Suck. I, I'm waiting to see the new Resident Evil film, but I refuse to pay money in the cinema to see it. I'd rather wait till it drops on Netflix or something. Or you know, yeah, you don't need to expose yourself to a virus yeah. watching a movie about exposing yourself to a virus. And from what I've heard from everybody, it's exactly what I thought it was—a bunch of fan service. And you know what? Sonic the Hedgehog Two is coming out, and I said the same thing. 
It's just a bunch of fan service, and I'm fine with that. It's not going to be Citizen Kane. No, you're a fan. You want them to service you. That's the best way of putting it. Uh, Ethan Hawke is also <laughs> cast in the movie in an undisclosed role. I bet he's going to be the villain, uh, just because he's the big name. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's interesting. So um, mm. Moon Knight. Do you remember there was a? You remember there was a Blade TV series for a, a period of time? No. And they got two or three seasons out of it. They recast the role. It aired on which TV channel? Do you think Blade the TV series aired on in America? American TV series, probably Fox or FX or something. Spike. You can't write stuff like that. What spike? <laughs> oh, it, it, this this it's one of these things I have to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're obsessed with like wrestling, you probably don't know lots of American TV channels in, in this country. Spike TV. Uh, what was it originally? I think Spike TV was originally TNN, the national network. Which before that was TNN, the Nashville network. Oh. I think then it became Spike. Programming for men. Oh, um, the, for the love of God! It sounds like Bravo. It, it was. It was. Yeah, very rich. It was the host of uh, yeah. uh, TNA wrestling for a period of time. Yeah, but yeah, the Blade the series um, ran for I think I think at least a whole se- season. Um, and Moon Knight was planned to be introduced in the second season of Blade, um, but it was cancelled in in uh, whenever it was cancelled, um, and they, they so it was. The plan, they had this, it sounds really grandiose considering it got axed before it got a second series, but they were like, season two, we're going to introduce Moon Knight in a backdoor pilot to give him his own spin-off. Oh, we've been cancelled? Oh, okay, cool. Never we'll mind. put this in a draw. Cancelled um, mid-sentence. Yeah, so is, what a is, shame. Is Moon Knight, like, in the comics, like, anyway, is he ever, like, a connection to Blade? Uh, Moon Knight originally is very, very connected to the supernatural uh, mm. world, yeah. but then that gets left behind. Um, and uh, on, on the way to getting this, um, before, I think, uh, at some point, James Gunn pitched Marvel on a Moon Knight movie. Right, but he just did not have time to do it yeah. because he was yeah. doing Guardians and Suicide Squad and all this other stuff. Um, I, I, so, I look at this sort of thing and go, I, I have no idea who he is. I don't know if I'm interested. Yeah, but surely that'll be with like anything that where you don't, you, you know. It, 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 I mean, I guess to you this would be like, um, I don't know. There's going to be a new action movie with a guy. A new what? A new action movie. With a guy. And I'm like... With a guy. He's going to punch and kick people. Are you excited about it? I need, I need more than that. I need more yeah, than that. Yeah. No, no. Well, what was the phrase? So they haven't announced anything else about it, have they? So. No, what was the phrase I used in the last episode about pig being a pig? I am a big pig and I'll eat... I'll... <laughs> You'll snuffle anything, you. I'll, sn- I'll snuffle anything. Any any, Marvel stuff. Any yeah. Marvel stuff. You know, I'll watch it. <laughs> I will happily watch it and, you know, whatever. they. I've paid my, I've paid my Disney Plus fee. I'm going to bloody... Get my money's worth. Uh, she Hulk yes. is um, on the docket as well, played by Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. Um, she's been in some of the movies as well, but I looked at all the movies and went, I don't know if I've seen any of these movies or, or if she played a major role in them. But she's the the she plays nine roles in Orphan Black and is brilliant in all of them. Um, if you've not seen Orphan Black, rush out and see it, guys. It's really cool and fun. I I um, I saw a little trailer for this. And what caught me was when she, when she said, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry, which was like, that's the line to say that we haven't had in years. We have never heard the Hulk say that. 
or or Bruce Banner in the in the in the, in the well they they do it in the first in, in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, but you kind of <laughs> have to, and that's years ago. That's years ago, mate. That's ancient. Ed history. Norton says it in Spanish. Oh in yeah, the first Hulk movie, but he gets it wrong. And he says, "Don't make me hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry." In Spanish, and he goes, "Wait, no, I think I got that wrong." And then a guy beats him up. It's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, we've got the Gruffalo's in it. The Gruffalo, <laughs> Mark Gruffalo. Uh, as well as Tim Roth. Yes, that's exciting. And uh, Jamelia Jamil is also confirmed to play Titania, who is uh, like she one of She-Hulk's main, main kind of villain, villains, rogues, opponents, um, who we talked about because she was introduced in Secret Wars, oh. a character created... If you go back to one of our earliest, earliest um, uh, full-length bonus episodes on patreon.com slash Marvel versus Marvel, we talk about the Marvel version of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe that was Secret Wars, mm. and the toy company saying, you haven't, hey, Marvel, you haven't got enough female characters. And Marvel having to create some out of thin air to take part in this mega crossover event, and Titania was one of them. Um so that'll be that'll be interesting, man. It's isn't it amazing we haven't had a She-Hulk thing before. I mean, yeah, this is this this is. I mean, we've had Hulk in many different varieties, but I think well, I, She-Hulk I never understood. I was like, what's She-Hulk? She basically female Hulk, and that's it. But apparently not. Apparently she. Eh. Yeah, you've described her before, like like the comics a bit more satirical. Oh, it became that way, but 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 that but that's like. One hundred percent. She was just we like there was a spate of them in the seventies. It was uh, Spider Woman, She Hulk, Miss Marvel. Um, we'll get into it when we get to the Captain Marvel movie. Yes, um, but it was just very much like Six Million Dollar Man was popular, and then there was this thing of boom, we need the Bionic Woman. Mm. We that was just a, a a big trend in that period of time. Um, was just to do these these. Batgirl came into more prominence around that time as well. Mm. Um, but it's amazing. She, I, 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 the She-Hulk was meant to appear in the Death of the Incredible Hulk TV movie from the 80s, the the very last Lou Ferrengo, um and, and Bill Bixby series. Um, and... Jennifer Walters was going to be in it and they were going to spin it off and ABC had a proposed television series to follow on from The Incredible Hulk we were going to get a new TV series live action kind of one mm. in the in the 80s and 90s I guess but that got axed um and never really happened um there was a um a proposed movie uh with Bridget Nielsen playing She-Hulk Bridget um, Nielsen, wow. Yeah, back in the 90s. And that yeah. was good. That was New World Pictures, who, of course, if you uh, if you listen to our Incredible Hulk animated series, you'll know New Worlds are the people that eventually own Marvel. And so around that time, they were like, Bridget Nielsen, She-Hulk. And there was some kind of promotional photographs of that made up to try and get the ball rolling. But nothing ever happened. Hmm. So yeah, it's got a great cast. That one, a really great cast. Yeah, it does sound it. What exactly it will be about? If it's going to focus on her as a lawyer, 
and do all the wacky space. I imagine it's not going to do the wacky sci-fi lawyer stuff, which is such a shame. Um, I just wonder I, how I she's going to fit know. in with the whole MCU. But surely you can ask that about any new character. Yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot. I get it. No, no, <laughs> I, just, I just mean, you know, uh, yeah. How are any of them going to fit in, I guess? Yeah. That's, the, that's what we'll find out, isn't it, I suppose? Mm. Um, it'll be It'll be massively easier for her because she'll have the 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 Bruce Banner connection. Yeah. Um there's there's a pull be there. like hey guys, come meet my cousin. <laughs> oh no, she needs a blood transfusion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how I imagine it's gonna go. I'm interested to see how it work weaves in. Um yeah, it will be one. And then um Secret Invasion uh will be taking place next year. Samuel L. Jackson Mm. Uh, oh, what's the Talos actor called? Ben Mendelsohn. There you go. He's in it, and uh, the not the mother from How I Met Your Mother. She's back as Maria Hill. Um, and it's yeah, scrolls and spies. Is that what that one's going to be about? Are you excited about that? I I think it's going to sound good. it's going to sound good. So we've had a fair bit of scroll action in Captain Marvel and a bit in one of the Spider Man films. Spider-Man films, and it's. I think because they got Nick Fury involved in this, that's that's my main pull. Because if it was just scrolls, I'd be like, yeah, they were all, they, they were they were fun, but I mean, I need something else in there. So I think that's that's good enough. Uh, also, apparently, uh, Sophie from Peep Show is going to be in it. Ah, oh, there Ol- you go, Olivia Coleman. So I and I think she's a great draw. Uh, Amelia Clark's in it as well, apparently, but. I mean, she's great, but she's no Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman's fantastic. Yeah, Oscar winner. Yeah. Sophie um, from Peep Show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kevin Feige just sort of said it's... It, it, it's this weird thing where I, I, I can look at this and I go, okay, so it's going to be Scrolls and it's called Secret Invasion, like the 2008 story, mm. but it's not... It can't be like that because that was a massive story mm. um and kevin fees like, first comments were like it's going to be based on the 2008 crossover event and everyone's like whoa and it's going to tie in with other stuff and i was like whoa it's going to be huge and and then he had to walk it back and went no 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 obviously it's not going to be looking to match the 2008 series is uh... <laughs> because that featured more characters than all of Endgame. <laughs> so we could not possibly do that. I'm like, well, then don't set it up like that. I, Kevin. I like it when people in that position who have a track record for doing good things suddenly have to, they suddenly step out of line and have to backtrack and go, oh, God, I'm so. I messed up, guys. I messed up. I'm usually good at this, but I, I just got too excited. Darn it. Um, yeah. And uh, Ms. Marvel is the, uh, the the last series kind of announced for next year. Yeah, with, uh, I don't want to say unknown, but I think she's unknown. Imam Valani as uh, Kamala Khan. Mm. Um, that will be... She's a super popular character. I yeah. think that'll do very, very well. I've heard a lot um, of good things. Yeah, uh, it, there's quite a lot of quite a lot of it's a very very young cast. You, cause it's about teenagers, mm. so I don't think there's a lot of. I, don't, I couldn't see anyone on there that was uh, recognisable. Um, so we can't say, oh, featuring this person, I'm sure they're all very, very talented and very, very good. Um, but yeah, um, the new the new kind of the young Miss Marvel is a really good character, a really fun character. Um, and it's great to have teen superhero stuff 
happening again. So that'd be cool. It'd be cool to get like a little crossover and meet up with Spider-Man as well. Have the two. Although I don't know how long he can keep playing a teenager. I mean, that's going to be quite um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then there's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday uh, special, I don't know what to which think. I have a feeling won't be canon. I think it's just going to be a mess around. Yeah, you know? I'm just like, to me, I I think is this some kind of riff on the Star Wars yes. holiday? Is the riff on the Star Wars holiday special? Yeah, that's why it's called holiday special. I'm, He's been very upfront about that. That's that's fair. If they've been upfront about that, fair enough. But I'm just like. I, I, you know me, big, big pig with a big trough. I might nose around this turnip. <laughs> what do you? What the hell do you mean? Well, you know, does me. that mean you're not going to eat it, or you are going to eat it, no, or gonna you're going to do ar- some no, investigation no, work? Nose it aside. Going to nose it aside. Going to nose around. Oh, it. I, I can't imagine it being good. Because <laughs> I don't care if it's done ironically. That. I, Mm. Oh my god! Imagine using that on a date. So nose around this turn. It means I'm going to pass. You're on a date with someone, and you're trying to tell them I'm not really interested anymore. I'm sorry, baby. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna have to nose around this turn. <laughs> and, 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 and it cuts. And then it cuts to the uh, the restaurant the next day, and Jerry Seinfeld's going to judge. You told her you're going to nose around the turnip. I told her I was going to nose around the turnip. Why did you say you told me to? Yeah, sorry, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld. And that's the only imagine. That's the only reaction to the next day I could think of for that kind of line. Fantastic! Uh, the holiday special there. Will I want to thank you for another fantastic year of your life? I'm taking mm. the best years. I'm taking them from you. Yep, draining um, me. You're draining what me. What a great, what a great man. What a great freaking year we've had. We've really grown. It's so I mean, good. So good. We've delivered. I, I, I really think the last, we had the spate of episodes from like Superman, Man Thing, and then finishing off like the, um, the, uh, the, the, the Dark Phoenix. I think the stuff we did in the, in the Phoenix Saga um, was, was a, that was a real, project that was a ton of work oh god um, yeah i'm i'm really proud of it um superman again a ton of work that i'm really proud of um just and i i think we i think i think superman man thing dark phoenix one and two are some of our absolute best episodes um i really think we absolutely nailed nailed what we're doing with that had great feedback um, from a lot of people on the Phoenix stuff and the Superman stuff. Um, you know, I, I was working with uh, a fantastic comedian the other day, you know, gigs gigs in proper comedy clubs all over the country and there's great, fantastic talk coming next year. <laughs> and he's just brilliant. But he was like, I was, I, I listened to it, I've listened to Superman twice. He said I was in the gym and I was like, didn't have a lot of downloaded stuff on. And I was like, yeah, I've already listened to this, but it's four hours long. I can't possibly have remembered all of that. I'm going to listen to it again. That's so and that's good. just a really cool thing to hear from, uh, you know, especially when it's from, you know, people that you think are really cool and smart and awesome. Uh, you're like, we're doing something really right here. And, I think it's just we've really the podcast is has like really grown in leaps and bounds in terms of people listening. Our Patreon, um, Patreon dot com slash Marvel versus Marvel has grown and grown and grown. We're, we're now doing uh, two bonus episodes a, a month. Technically, we've got the, the the mini the mini episode Obscure Marvel, 
and we've got the full length one so we're giving people loads of like loads of extra content which is cool over there um yeah i just mm. think what's been your kind of favorite thing from from this year of marvel versus marvel oh god what a question i don't want to say superman i i think i think my favorite thing was us going you know what maybe we should do it live because <laughs> that seems I'll do the, do the live show doing a live yeah. show yeah I think I think that really like opened our eyes a bit about what we what, what we could possibly do and plus I just like the idea of hey how about we do the podcast but we have instant audience reaction because <laughs> that's always fun and how about how about there being people out there wanting to slap down cash cash dollars for us uh, to go and do something live for them, you know, they're 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 paying us a a, a very very nice little whack of money. It's a very to go and uh, do this show live. It's a very life affirming um, thing. It really is. Mm. Um, we got legs, baby. We got legs. Yeah, that's going to be a cool thing next year. Um, yeah, man. I just think we've really done an awful lot this year. I'm really jazzed and excited. We've got our little planner of what we are going to be bringing next year to you guys um and in fact that's something that we should announce next we're gonna kick off next year big bright and bold spider-man is certainly the uh the name on everyone's lips right now and i don't see that stopping any time soon next episode we are going out to the second offering of the sony pictures spider-verse mm. We're going to be looking at Andrew Garfield and the amazing Spider-Man. Uh, very excited for us to be finding. We've had a lot of people asking for it. We're finally going to be tackling that. And to give you even more of a of a bonusy sneak peek, later on, the, the episode after that in January, me and Will are going to be taking a look at another much, much requested movie, Deadpool 2. So January of 2022... We're going to be chock-a-block with The Amazing Spider-Man and Deadpool 2. Don't you dare go anywhere. Next year is going to be even bigger and even better and even sexier for Marvel vs. Marvel. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all your downloads for the last year. Thank you so much for all your ratings and reviews and five stars and messages and letters and, and support. We love you so much. Uh, happy holidays, and we'll see you next year thanks for listening to marvel versus marvel happy holidays see you next year and please recommend us to a friend